This is the meeting after the meeting. None of our participants get paid, and we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. Enjoy the show. At a festival right now. I'm thinking Acon, Light, dude. I was thinking lighters, Acon. Lighters are up. It's a breakdown. It is kind of. It is a little Acon like. I'm. Thi- I was thinking. It's chill, man. What's up? It's beautiful. This is this is awesome. I like it. We're flowing. Yeah, What's up? Yeah. Chris, how you doing? Good. Yeah. Good week. Good week. Working, not working, getting stuff done. I mean, mostly working this week. Yeah. Yeah. I do do that. On occasion. Yeah. Gotta pay those bills. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. Gotta pay those bills. Gabe, how about you? I heard you had a little vacation this weekend, a little yeah. trip. I went to Lorraine, Wait, let me Virginia. guess. Oh, not New York. Not New York. No, not New York. That I was his first Lorraine. non-New yeah. York trip. Yeah. Really? Went to Lorraine Caverns. Lorraine Caverns. Got an Airbnb near there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You and your you and your girl? Yeah. That's sweet. It was really nice. Did you enjoy the caverns? Uh, the caverns, yeah, were great. Um, it's a little... Yeah, it's like 45 minutes. It's a little wet in there. It's it's fine. Mm. It's good. A little drippy. Did did were so let me ask you this. Were you uh were the caverns caverns large or were they really small? The caverns were colorful. Have you never been there? Have no. you never been to the Ray no. Caverns? I'm claustrophobic. Isn't it like a wonder? It's go not in, It's Lurie. not that it's not that bad. You, you didn't feel claustrophobic? No, and I'm I am claustrophobic. Are you? Okay. I'm is that run by the national parks or is just some family? Like I don't know, but they're in. making a killing, dude. Because it was like <laughs> just 68 bucks for us to go into this thing for 45 minutes. 68 bucks? Yeah, dude. Wow. Uh, dude. It's a good deal. Oh, man. but the, the automobile museum was included and that was super bonus. Cool. Got a little bonus. Was it cool? Not really, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> dude, the thing is, like, it, it's cool. I try to be more positive because yeah. like, it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, it's not cool to just be like a yeah. hater on everything. No, so. yeah. And yeah. I took some pictures. I, I gave it. I gave it a shot. I wish I could be more it's, into stuff mm, like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's, like, it's nice that you're branching like, wow. out, trying you know? new things instead yeah, of going nice to, to fucking. Yeah, if, it the, if it was a sneaker, no, if I, it was a sneaker museum, Gabe would have been all about it. Yeah, yeah, that'd history. Be cool. of he's got his eyes just lit up. He's like, yeah, that would. Dude, I still haven't got my fucking Nikes yet, man. What's well, going that, on? How long does it take? The ones you make custom yourself will take like a month over a month. They're making them. They're making them for you, dude. They're custom made. They're so cool. Did I show you? You did. Yeah. Right. They're a collab between me. It was and a Chris. collab. It, is, it was. It's a beautiful collab. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I wouldn't call it a beautiful. It's I mean, a beautiful it's, collab. It's like we'll show them. We'll show them on the, the show. Amazing of we'll our friendship. Them. You yeah. know, it's like we'll show them on the show. Let's get whoa, into man. it. Whoa, whoa. This is the yeah, meeting dude, this is awesome, after dude. the meeting. Meeting. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Welcome. Gabe, dude. And Gabe, whoa. Gabe, our producer. Whoa. Sometimes I just want to be like, what's up? Episode 34. We are. Really glad to be here. We got an yeah. awesome guest tonight, a friend of ours. We've watched Get Sober. We go who, way back. We go way back. She she moved out of the area recently. We don't get to see her as often, but she agreed to come on the show real quick. Mm-hmm. The meeting after the meeting is a podcast, which is broadcast live on Zoom every Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. And we put the audio out on all streaming platforms. And you can find us at Linktree, TMA, TM Live. We are... Uh, all of our stuff is on there. All of it. So 
we, uh, I was thinking real quick, I did want to mention this. We were talking a little bit about the name and I'm going to probably plug this a little bit going forward, but we found that if we had some reviews, yeah, we would, we would, our, our name might bump up the list a little bit and we'd get yeah. some more listeners. Yeah. So we're not, yeah. maybe it's a little bit of a, I don't know, shameless plug, but yeah. if you're listening to the show and you enjoy it, if you wouldn't mind taking a, a couple seconds, it literally takes two seconds. We'd like to know how you feel. We'd like to know how you yeah. feel. So throw, throw us a five Not star. Not that we'll change a thing. No, it won't. I mean, but... I don't know that we could change it. But it, it, it may get some more people, because I've had some yeah. people who have said they've, they've you know, uh, when when they look for our podcast, if you don't have the exact name, sometimes it's hard to find it. So it might, mm-hmm. might help other, us move up that yeah, list. There's yeah. other ones with our name as well. So. There are. We have to beat them. We do. Not we that it's a be. competition. No. It's about helping people. Exactly. So <laughs> this thing helps you help us help others as well. All right, Gabe. We've, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. I do want to just say stick around till, till the end if you can, because we got a cool sketch. One of my favorite sketches of the week. It's called Sober or Not, Celebrities in and Out of Recovery. So we've got a list, and we're going to play a little game with our guest and Chris and Gabe to see who knows they're sober. Celebrities. I'll say this one, uh, other th- than one particular one, this one was, was hard. Tricky. I really don't yes. know. Very, very oh. tricky. It's going to be interesting. Let's get right into our guest. She's, uh, like I said, we've known her for a long time. She's a great, great friend of ours. Let's welcome Rachel M. from Winchester. Is it Winchester? <laughs> kind of. Shit. Close. Where is it? What is it? Close. Where is it? So I moved to Inwood, West Virginia. <laughs> Inwood, West Virginia. Well, no one knows that. But so. my, Golly, my home group is in Winchester. Oh, is it? Winchester. It is. Okay. Yeah. How close is Inwood to Winchester? 20 minutes. Okay. It's really quick. So mm. I'm sure you know where Charlestown Casino is. Wow. That is. What was it, Jess? <laughs> that is John could drive there. Blindfolded. I've been there a few times. Yeah, just Not a that many. Gosh. A you act like I'm like a regular there. Like I know Tim Come and on. Paul at the entrance <laughs> and the guys who, you know, no, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't. But yeah. yes, it's very close to Charlestown. Yes. I'm like. Go see the ponies. Minutes. Yeah. The horse races Wednesday, Friday night. So yes. Good time. They are. I actually sometimes enjoy doing that if the weather's nice. Yeah. So how long, so how long ago did you move to, to Inwood? So we moved the end of May. So we've been there for, what is that? Five months. Yeah, Something coming like up. That. Yeah, yeah. No, I love it out there. It's it's really calm, relaxing. The people are really nice. A is really good, mm. which isn't always the case when people move. No, and and hold on. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, we need and to. we got some dope apple butter. Yep. We got some apple butter and from Taylor's mm-hmm. Market. Yep, right in Inwood. And right. uh, some mixed and some jam. jam and some. I'm gonna jam. make something Dude. really good with this jam. <laughs> Rachel yeah. is. Uh, she came bearing gifts. Thank you so I much. Did. I mean, I love you guys. Yeah, you're you're so sweet though, and and you know we won't get into it tonight. We'll reveal it at a later point. She's making something for the show. It's really cool. I, I mean, it's really just cool. if you don't, you know, for those of you who are on Zoom, you may know Rachel's somewhat of a regular listener and watcher on Zoom. Yeah, and it's. We, we love the support. It's nice to get something other than complaints about how we're breaking traditions. It is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Chris, Chris is just fucking tired of it. <laughs> Someone came at me the other day. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> just, shut, just shut your mouth. And that's why I watch the show. You know, you know what, what I mean? mean? We need energy like that sometimes. Sorry. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's Chris. a family, it's nothing. It's a family show. I was, is I'm going to stop it. Before Definitely we get into not. Rachel's story, I'm going to tell, uh, we were talking about 
weddings earlier. Mm-hmm. One of our good friends actually guest in our audience here tonight. Uh, so remember Alcoholics Anonymous is getting married soon. And we were just talking about weddings and, uh, I was saying how Chris, if you know Chris from the show, he's, he likes to shoot off with the mouth and cuss a lot. <laughs> wow. how, how Chris gave a best man speech at a friend of ours wedding in Chicago. And it was a very, how, what is it, formal? They're very, very formal. Very formal family, very, you know, traditional family. And Chris, I mean, he must have dropped. I let loose. He must have dropped 10 F-bombs <laughs> in the speech. And, and I mean, it was, you could see the horror on, on our friends. Yeah, our friends' faces. Wife's mom like it was unbelievable. in fairness in fairness hold on in fairness the father-in-law came up to me and every time he sees me to this day is like that's the best best man speech i've ever heard. it was probably the best best man speech i've ever heard awesome. but man there were some traditional people in there who, who probably thought it wasn't the best man speech yeah ever heard. so yeah. but either way let's rachel thanks for coming out all the way from west virginia now uh let's get into it why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's start with the stats. The stats. So my sobriety date is February 5th of 2014. Um, Joyce is my sponsor and my home group is the Tuesday night women's group of Winchester. Mm. And that's the group that you're, you've started going to since you've been up in Winchester. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we actually, um, Paul and I, before we moved, would go up once a month to the Friday night Winchester speaker meeting. And so we did that for like three or four months to ease into just the, to ease into it. That's smart. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. I'm you got to suss it out. You yeah, know what I mean? See I, what's I, going on. See like what it's all about, yeah. you know? And yeah. actually I met a woman there who I thought had like a couple years sober. I mean, she was so kind to me. So welcoming, nothing crazy. Yeah. Just like, hi, welcome. Like, here's yeah. my number. Let's make a plan. And, um, when I first moved up there, she was the woman that carried me and wow. she only had five months sober at the time. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was a really cool experience because when you move and you have a little bit of time sober, people hear that and they're like, oh, she's fine. She's fine. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, they know, yeah, they know what's going you on. You know, but like yeah. um, I feel like I just like went up there and like a neurotic newcomer. I was like, I just moved here. I need friends. I need mm-hmm. help. Somebody mm-hmm. help me. And yeah. help was there. So it's been pretty awesome. cool. Very, very cool. That's yeah, great. we used to go, John, did we go to some young people's Winchester meeting up there? Probably. Friday Downtown night. Winchester, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, lot of uh, yeah. treatment center people there. there. Spoke up there. Meeting, I believe man. that was where your infamous talk occurred, Chris, where you were then put on YouTube and got 50,000 views on your YouTube that talk. That is it. That is it. And actually, the better part of that story is that, and this is my favorite part of that entire story, is that a friend of ours was traveling out of town with his wife in the car and they were like, why don't we listen to a speaker? And this woman said, I've been listening to this talk that I heard on YouTube. It's an amazing, it's one of the best talks I've ever heard. And she pops on Chris's talk and didn't realize it was Chris. And our friend was like, what the? Yeah, he, t- t- he got very, he got very in his feelings about it. The, she said it was, was like her favorite upset. talk and you yeah. got to listen to this guy. And it was Chris. Yeah. Yeah. We got, the worst part about it is we we were we got sober in the same year. We were yeah. the same class. And she loved your talk more yeah. than her husband's. Oh, wait. Well, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. I mean, love the guy. Love the guy. Oh, it's you know? so funny. But That's great. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rachel, let's let's 
get into your story. I know you didn't. Did you grow up in West Virginia? No. I thought you're 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 a Potomac. I was like, yeah, I grew up in Potomac. Potomac. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a Potomac. That's what I thought. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm local to Montgomery County. Grew up in Potomac. But you got that murdered out Tacoma out there. So lifted. Here's the backstory. Lifted Tacoma. With West Virginia plates on already. Got like you're not messing 32 around. tires. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You ready to go? So I'm ready to go. But um, so I was actually born in Alabama. So I think that's where the Tacoma ah, comes from. It's in I your was blood. Born in Tuscaloosa and yeah. then did a little brief stint in Georgia for like six years. And okay. then we moved up here um, right before 9 11. Mm. was in the fifth grade. So can't, can't really forget that. But yeah. yeah so moved up to Montgomery County. Um, I feel like childhood was normal, you know, nothing crazy, two loving parents, a sister. Um, but I'm someone like naturally, I like excitement yeah. naturally, you know, and because of the area that I lived in, a lot of people had a lot of money, mm. a lot of money. My family did not have money. We were well off, but we didn't have a lot of money. And I would go to their houses. I mean, you just like walk in and it's like MTV Cribs, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm yeah. like, what is this? <laughs> what is going on? And they're like, come to the basement. My parents let us drink here, you know? Mm. And um, But they had a full bar. It was wild. Yeah. I mean, just Stocked. Like, and they didn't care either. I mean, yeah. they. it was really like, I feel like it, that time frame was when you can drink, just do it in the house. Yeah. Don't get in trouble. You can do it in your house. I feel like everyone had a friend like that. I had a couple. You yeah, know? my yeah. parents were like that. Yeah, I was like, I was the friend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's because my parents are Venezuelan, so they were down. They were like, they're from a different cool. culture. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't know you're smoking crack in the bathroom. No, right. And no. I think that's the other crazy thing too is like I would go over there and they would be like, "Let's go to my mom's medicine cabinet." Hell like, yeah! Like, now it's a party. What? You know what I mean? Some like, benzos. Yeah. It was so wild yeah. um, to kind of like think about. But so my parents, um, they're not alcoholic, um, just because they did a lot of fun activities in college and decided as adults we're not going to drink or do anything. And so I didn't like have, so non-alcoholic. Right? It's so annoying. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's like sometimes I'm like, mom, just have a glass of wine. Yeah, you know, yeah. just decompress, That's relax. Need it. Yeah, just a little something, something. <laughs> yeah. Take the edge off. Uh, so I didn't have like this. I saw alcohol. I saw what it did for people. I, I didn't have that. I watched MTV Real World. Yeah. And I saw what alcohol could do. You knew there was a party out there. I feel like I already had that personality in me. I just needed something to like help me let loose, yeah. you know? And um, I, I like to talk about my first drink because I feel like how I drank the whole time I was out there. But my first drink was in this like 25 year old's basement of his mom's house. Mm. You know, I'm 14 years old. Mm. Um, shouldn't have been there, but I was, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I was with my best friend, Jasmine, and she's like, hey, I think we're going to drink tonight. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I drink all the time. I'm so <laughs> Life off the break. <laughs> line. The break, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I never drank or done any substance. And so this guy is like, do you guys want to play a drinking game? Sure. I like games, you know, competitive. Let's play. And so he um, taped two 40 ounces of Old English to either hand. (laughs) Nice. And I couldn't use... Edward 40 hands at 14 years old. At 14 years old. You know this game? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you got to drink both of them. I never heard of this game. And then smash them together. Wait, what is it called? Edward Edward 40 40 hands. Like scissors hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's incredible. I never... 
heard of that game. Oh, I love that game. I've never heard of it. I've heard of it. Part of her story. Quarters. No. The quarters is cool. Bounce the quarter. Well, you gotta you gotta remember she was in a twenty five year old's house. Right. That's true. But still, sophisticated drinking games. We drink forties. I drink forties. How come nobody ever pulled out a roll of duct tape and was like, let's? Because you're not a fourteen-year-old girl. Real. Real. No you know? one would tape. Would you let anyone tape their hands up with forties? Come on. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I was so I wanted alcohol so bad. If somebody bought me some forties and said the only way you can drink them is if I tape them to your hands, I would have been like, tape them wherever, man. I'll tape it up. Tape them. <laughs> so yeah, that's my first drink. Oh my right? Did you Did you finish them? For sure. Did you, have to use, sure. Did, you, did you have to use the restroom before you were finished? So I, I did. So how does that work? That's a great that's question. That's the classic. Or you got to get help. You that's the get classic. Help. So that's the Jasmine. Classic Jasmine helped Jasmine. me out. Jasmine. She helped me out. I was like, girl, I got to go. And Jasmine. so she helped me that's out. That's a lot to crush 240s without yeah, yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. Yo, she yeah. came through for you. Yeah. She did. Definitely. She did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Now, after you finish them, why do I think I would like want to break them? That's what you do. Do at you? least that's what I do. Really? Oh, yeah. Blackout drunk, S- smash them together. Like, God. Yeah. I know. Oh, wait, on your head? No, no, no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> we know some people who probably do that. Oh, dude, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need the tape. No. Yeah. So that was. That so you, was cra- you smashed them. Yeah. Right. Got drunk for the first time. Got drunk. So that was your first, first night drinking. First night ever. It, you're not off to a good start. No. It's not looking no, good. No, 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 no. No. Okay. And I mean, immediately blacked out. Yeah. Don't really remember anything, you know. But what I do remember. Is the next day we like woke up. It was like a cement floor in his basement. It wasn't finished. Oh, you didn't go home? No. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I stayed out. Like, stayed gross. out the whole night. So I'm sleeping on this like cold cement floor with like a fitted bed sheet as a blanket. Like he didn't even have Jesus. a comforter. Yeah. And I wake up and Jasmine, she looks at me. She's like, you got really kind of crazy. She said that? Yeah. And I looked at her and I was like, oh. What did I do? And she's like, I'll tell you about it on the car ride home. Yeah, I'm like, let's get oh, out of this right. dungeon. And she, but yeah. The crazy thing was, though, is she was like, I don't think I'm going to do that again. And and naturally, I was like, yeah, me, me neither. But mm-hmm. I knew. I was yeah. like, there's no way. Like, yeah. once I felt like that you were freedom, in. You were I was all in. in. Yeah. I was in, you know. And I don't know. I was 14 years old. Parents don't drink, so I don't have alcohol at home. Yeah. And, um, I became friends with men that were a lot older than me, you know, and that's what I did. It was could get of, you alcohol. Yeah, it was yeah. like I reflect on it. I'm like, it's really weird that like 20 years we used to have a smoker's corner at high school. So you cross yep. the street and you can yep. smoke Newports. Yep. And there were like guys that were like 19, 20, 21 that would like hang out there after <laughs> school. So like. It's like dazed and confused. I mean, it's we, like, it was like I look back and I'm like, it's fucking weird. It's man. so it uncomfortable. Weird. It's so uncomfortable. It's but to me, at the time, I'm like getting attention. Mm-hmm. I can get whatever I want. Yeah. I bat my eyes and you know whatever. So I did that for a while, right? Like drinking when I could. Yeah. And when I did, I never drank normally, mm-hmm. right? And what I mean by that is I wasn't like, ooh, this tastes good, or ooh, let me just have one and then like chill out. No, I'm like hard fast. Give me the effect. Right. I want to be crazy. I want to be wild. Um, you couldn't control and enjoy your drinking. No, no. There was no control. No. And that is one thing, I don't know, like when I did finally get sober and was like reflecting on my drinking, mm. I am not someone that had like, oh, yeah, I had a glass of wine once a night for three months. I'm not alcoholic. I never yeah. had that. I never wanted that. Yeah. It was just me like, too. give me the good stuff. Oblivion was the goal. There right. was never a, a want or a desire to have any sort of normal drinking. No. I never, it never even occurred to me. No. 
It no. sounded awful. Not interested. Yeah. Not interested. And two, it's sort of like I'm someone naturally like sober. I'm a little uptight. I'm a little <laughs> rigid, you know. I wouldn't go as far as say like conservative, but I have a hard time being myself because I'm yeah. worried what people think, you know, like, am I good enough? Am I accepted? And when I drank, none of that mattered. Mm. It didn't matter. I didn't have on Abercrombie and Fitch. It didn't yeah. matter. I didn't drive a Mercedes. It was just like pure freedom. You yeah. Know? And that was okay. So you had that first drink, you're working your way through, through school. Where did you start to, where did it start to become a problem? Where did you start kind of maybe keeping some secrets from people or realizing you weren't like everybody else. So I was in my first outpatient within six months. Yeah. It was that yeah. quick. It was like, my parents are such good Trajectory people. is not <laughs> looking good. No, they were concerned. I mean, yeah. really, really concerned for me as they should have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've got, did they know about Edward Forty hands? No. Okay. No, 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 no. They did ask me, they're like, do you drink? I'm like, Oh yeah. Just kind of like everybody else does, mm. you know? Um, and they, they had the mentality of if we give her freedom, um, maybe she'll find her way back, right? Like they weren't super strict. They weren't, you know, grounding me or putting nails you in my window. You weren't going to find your way back. No, oh I, mean, I didn't. Yeah. That's the thing. It's yeah. like having that freedom, I was like, let's go, you know? Now that I have a daughter who's two, I know why kids, like like parents ship their kids off to like <laughs> yeah <laughs> boarding schools. You just, protect, you just want to protect. I mean, you just you just like literally want to get get them wherever yeah. they are. Just get them out of there and mm-hmm. put them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would have saved me. But no, I mean, and it there's no proof that it works. Prolonged it yeah. a little bit, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I was in my first outpatient. I was in suburban outpatient within six months. Uh, got into therapy. Did lots of therapy: art therapy, sound therapy, light therapy. What's wrong with Rachel? You yeah. know, and it was determined that. I had a severe anxiety disorder, so I got pills, mm. which was perfect. Perfect. Any good ones? Yeah. Which should, which Xanax, should, have fixed, should have fixed your drinking. Well, here's the thing. I stopped drinking. Ah. I started taking the medication. I stopped drinking things. I was never a good student, but we're looking at C's rather than like D's and F's. And um, What do you mean? That's not a good grade? I don't. <laughs> comparatively, no. It's okay. I was pretty stoked okay. to get a C. It's average. average. That's average. average. That's average. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, Chris, it's okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Well, I should say, both my parents I have graduated PhDs, high school, so it's yeah. yeah. They're really C's smart aren't people. good. C's your, aren't if your good, parents man. both had PhDs, yeah. C's are not good, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in high school. Oh, it was bad. In Potomac. In, in Potomac. Potomac. At, at a what is it? A blue ribbon high school. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm like taking this medication. Things kind of level out. And then um, one night I'm at a party and I drink while I'm on this medication. Game changer. Oh, yeah. Game I mean, I feel like that's where my drinking really changed. Like, I don't think it was ever normal, um, but something happened kind of during that time period where it went from I'm having a good time, I'm the life of the party, everyone loves me, to now I'm like stealing from your parents. I'm stealing money out of their clothes in their closet. I'm, I'm passing out in people's backyards. You know, like I start kind of just being a degenerate, you yeah. know, and people get tired of that. Even when they're like 17, they're like, we don't want to deal with this mess. We don't want to deal with that, you know? And um, I found people who drink the way that I did, which is confusing. Cause I'm like, if they drink the same way I am, but they can go to school, I must be okay. Right. Yeah. Like at some point I'll, I'll figure it out. But I think for me, the big shift was I started doing hard drugs. You know yeah. what I mean? Really like driving to and from Baltimore every day, mm. 18 years old. Um, that is not something you can tell your parents. That'll do does. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
So, I, so it, so let me ask you this. You, you're living that way. Are the friends gone? Oh, yeah. Are the relationships getting oh, yeah. destroyed? Oh yeah. Any hopes of, of us, you know, going down a successful path? I'm sure at this point your parents figured you probably weren't getting the PhD. No, man. Yeah. No, that was... <laughs> they're, they're just hoping that they don't find their daughter dead. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, for me, here, here's the thing. I took shrooms and took my SATs. You know what I mean? Like okay. no goals. Yeah. Like I'm like, That's whatever, wild. man. Yeah. You know, who needs school? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just people trying to control us. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that having, so scary. Was it long? Did it feel long? It felt really long. <laughs> really long. Yeah. That's really long. Long. And I failed really bad. <laughs> oh, your really, time. Really your time yeah, too. You have to read. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Not good. But yeah, That's I mean, wild. I at this point, anyone that was friends with me, mm. um, they couldn't be close to me anymore. Yeah. You know, oh. and um, I think about my parents and the questions that they had that I couldn't answer, you know, and, um, really what happened was, is I got into a fist fight with my drug dealer boyfriend in my parents' driveway. Nice. Yeah. And it was bad. In Potomac. In Potomac. Yeah. Neighbors out. I Just, mean, and we're pummeling each other. I mean, you know, like he's yeah. swinging on me, I'm swinging on him, you know, we're screaming. And the next day my mom's like, you're going to rehab <laughs> or you're homeless. And I was like, okay, when am I going to rehab? She's like, eight days. You have eight eight days. And so she had just gotten me this used Jetta for my birthday yeah, or something, yeah. you know. And um, I crashed it. I crashed within it. Within that eight-day period. Within that eight-day period. I crashed it on Montrose Road. A police officer showed up. I worked at Hooters at the time, so I had my Hooters outfit on. And he was like, have you been drinking tonight? And I'm like, a little bit, you know, yeah. just a little bit. I was like, but I take this medication for anxiety. He was like, oh, do you have it? Is it in your name? I'm like, I do. I show it to him. And he was like, just stay in the car. I'm going to call your mom. Mm. Oh, my God. My not, mom. You'd almost rather, not, you'd oh my, almost I rather him just rather. take you in. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Hold on, man. You didn't get a DUI? No. What the fuck? <laughs> I blew. I blew. And I definitely <laughs> should have. Legend did. You know, but I didn't. That's how it goes, man. But I didn't. Nope, I didn't I've, get a DUI. Hey, Chris, you it and I both. Condition. You and I both have gotten a lot less than what we deserve. It was a medical condition. You got federally indicted and didn't have any. Ser- like, That's true. Think That's about it. I got arrested. You did. That's true. They put but me it's a little bit for trafficking. You were like the largest I was a dealer in Maryland at the time. <laughs> Allegedly, well, I, I mean, I will say, <laughs> I got trafficking charges later on. Okay. So there is okay. that. So, so did, did you go to prison? I went to jail. Okay. I didn't oh, go to prison. Not no. everybody. But yeah, so I get this DUI. Doesn't look good. Yeah. Right. So I go to this rehab um, up on the Eastern Shore. Great, great place. They talked about Alcoholics Anonymous. They talk about the steps. But at that time, and I feel like I hear this often, it's like the drugs, man, the drugs are my problem. Like yeah. I can't shoot heroin long term, you know, yeah. but like maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can drink. Right. So like, that's what I'm working with. Which is classic. I mean, that's like a classic thing yeah. for a lot, especially nowadays, yeah. man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, I never, I had been in and out of like AA meetings and NA meetings all before I went to rehab, you know, and I just didn't think I had what they had, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I had to figure that out. Yeah. And I'm in this rehab and they're like, we're going to send you to Florida. I'm like, mm. hell yeah, you're going to send me to Florida? Florida. Are you kidding me? I'm 19 yeah. years old. I'm going to go get sober. <laughs> South, Florida. South, South Florida. Florida. South Florida. South Florida. Like Deerfield or Delray. Delray. Or Delray it was Beach. part okay, of right the. There by Boca. Yeah. It's not yeah. bad. It wasn't bad, man. They did want me to go to an all women's house in Daytona. And I said, no, mm. I was like, I'll go drink right now. Like yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. And so they, they put me at this like co-ed place in Delray. And I mean, I wanted to stay sober, you know, like 
part yeah. of me did, but part of me was like, I think it's just the drugs. So I'm going to check these boxes. I'm going to do what I got to do. Um, I got a boyfriend at that sober house, you know, and um, we did have really bad bed bugs. It was really, really bad, really bad. So yeah, it was really, really bad. And I called my mom. I was like, mom, I can't stay sober in these conditions. I need to get my own place. Yeah. So she helps me get a place within three months. I'm drinking. Yeah. You know, oh, hell yeah. I mean, just, and like the you had thing, no shot. Yeah. The, no the, shot. The thing about Florida is it's warm you around. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's alcohol and drugs everywhere, every yeah. corner you go to, you know what I mean? It's just so accessible. And I'm someone like I get a taste and I just want more. Mm. I do not, even if everything is telling me don't take that drink, I take it anyways, Yeah. you know? And I think that's the real shift of my alcoholism is I went from holding on to this, like, I'm just the cute, fun party girl, which really was just the first six months of my drinking, you know, but it turned into isolated, disgusting, pathetic, um, crossing every line in the sand, doing things um, I wouldn't want my worst enemy to do, you know, just because nothing made me feel like alcohol did. Mm. You know, and I was stealing money from my employer and um, he was sober, you know, and I remember a hundred dollars went missing because I stole a hundred dollar bill and he held everybody after their shift and he, his wife was pregnant with twins. He pulls a hundred dollars out of his own wallet and he looks right at me and he goes, I'm going to put this in here so I don't have to report it. But whoever took it, if you could just come see me later on, you know what I mean? He's looking right. Like he knows, yeah, he, he, knows knew. he knows it was me. And it's Edward's 40, 40 hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you drink that way, you can't hide it. You know what I mean? There's no, we don't look the best. We're yeah. not as, no, you know, we're not no, really. No. Let me guess who could it be? Right. It was me. The girl that's like 85 pounds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's one. So yeah. 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 So eventually I got arrested. You know, I was dealing with of drugs in large quantities, you know, and in my mind, I was like a white girl in the hood. Isn't that suspicious? Maybe I like popped a tire and I pulled in there. You know what I mean? It's kind of getting away with not getting a DUI. I'm like, Oh, I can explain this away. Um, but they were watching me. The Delray PD was watching me. And so when I got pulled over, there was no getting out of it. They knew, they They knew, they knew, you know, and I'll tell you, man, when I got arrested, I had relief. I had relief because I was running so hard, so hard, lying to my family. My mom was sending me money for medical conditions that I didn't have. You know, I hadn't talked to my dad in two years. You know, it's just that boyfriend left and moved to Costa Rica. You know what I mean? Like I was alone just drinking day in, day out. Like, how do I get this drink? What do I have to do? And like I was run down. And so I got arrested. They took me to gun club you know, which is the prison mm-hmm. up in South Florida. Not a fun place to be, I'm sure. Place. But like, here's, here's like the cunning thing of alcoholism. Because I'm in this prison, I'm 84 pounds, dying of alcoholism, just physically dying. Um, and I'm laying on a roll of toilet paper as a pillow on this like cold metal sheet. The sheriff walks by and he has a bologna sandwich and juice in a bag and he's like handing them out to people. And he looks at me and he's like, here, I swat it out of his hand. I'm like, I don't need your fucking pity. You know, mm. and it's like, I'm dying. Yeah. Like I'm dying, but like something in me, like I just think I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to get out of this. We're going to, we're going to work through it. Um, which I did get released from there immediately went into treatment, you know, and then I had to be hospitalized for 
Because you were actually dying. Yeah, I was actually dying. Yeah. yeah. So I had to have a potassium infusion, which is like horrifically painful. Um, my heart shut down. My liver shut down. My kidneys shut down. The rehab was a sketchy rehab, but they basically called 911 and then. Thank God. Yeah. But they were just like, get out of here. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of where I got sober. So for the sake of time here, real quickly, if you could talk about when you got sober, what that looked like for you. Did you jump in? Were you hesitant about the program? I've always wanted to say this on here. I am that person that jumped right in, mm. which I know nobody trusts. <laughs> no, I remember. That I like kind it. of person. So that's yeah. I did too. That's a little suspect. But it's me, I man. I, I am that person. And, you know, I don't know if it was like I was so tired that mm -hmm. when I finally, I mean, for, really for me, what did it was my sponsor, right? I heard her speak at choir and this girl I went to high school with was sitting next to me and she was like, do you have a sponsor? And I was like, no. She was like, well, that's my sponsor. And because I knew how she drank, my friend, I was like, okay. So I asked Joyce to sponsor me, and she wasted no time. She was like, let's meet up later this week at Chelsea Lane. Let's get into the book. Let's get into the steps. Like, she didn't ask me how I felt about it. <laughs> she didn't ask me if I wanted to do it. She just was like, if you want what I, what I have, you're gonna, you can do what I do. And, yeah. and that's what I did. And I think the other thing I had going for me is – outside approval, right? Like I'm someone, if you tell me I'm good, I'm good. And so mm -hmm. I feel like when you get really involved in the fellowship and activities in Alcoholics Anonymous and you're someone like me, you, you feel yeah. like a celebrity, yeah. you know? And like that helped push me for a while. You can um, buy some time. It bought me, some yeah, it bought me a couple of years, yeah. man, like first yeah. five years, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I got right in and I feel like I had like six months sober and I was making amends, you know, um, and then just immediately started helping people. I mean, you know, I want to talk a little bit about our topic because it kind of relates to what you just said about your sponsor. It says, but the ex problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours until such an understanding is reached. Little or nothing can be accomplished. And that's from the book Alcoholics Anonymous the chapter there is a solution on page 18 was that what it was like for you you came into this meeting and first off real quick you said you were sitting next to a girl you went to high school with did she invite you to the meeting did you know she was going to be there or did you just yeah. run into her because my biggest fear going to my first meeting was i'm going to run into somebody from my school and they're going to realize i'm an alcoholic not like everybody didn't already know they knew everybody know. knows yeah you know? yeah no so she um she's actually not sober anymore um but at that time, she had like five years sober okay. and she had met me at KYP. Okay. Yeah. And that's when I saw her had that devastating moment of like, oh my God, somebody I know is here. Yeah. I'm just going to go kill myself <laughs> and never come back, you know? But she was just really nice to me. She didn't ask questions. You know, she was like, hey, do you want to go to a meeting with me next Thursday? We should yeah. go to choir, you know? And she saved me a seat. So, like, when I walked in, but yeah, so, she, you know, she had been sober for a couple of years, but I mean, I think about that, that first time I heard Joyce talk and she didn't say anything super profound, man. I mean, it wasn't like she was dropping spiritual bombs. Yeah, like she yeah, just yeah. was like, I couldn't stop drinking. I destroyed relationships. I tried getting sober other ways other than Alcoholics Anonymous. I tried everything. I did not want to be an AA. And, and now I am. And yeah. I'm sober. And I don't think about drinking. And that was like five minutes. Hmm. Won me over. There's no convincing needed. You know, like that is... That is something that I have learned for me. Like, I don't 
need to convince people that they're alcoholic. I just tell them my experience. And if they are interested in sobriety, they'll relate, you know, yeah. and they'll ask for help and they'll ask for guidance. And if not, then there are many uniquely useful people here, you know, and maybe they can hear the message from relate. another person. Yeah. yeah. Chris, I was thinking about your experience and you, you know, you'd gotten in trouble for years and maybe had been introduced to AA and in, in small doses. But when you finally got it, what was different from the judges, the lawyers, the counselors and the programs you were in? What was it about your sponsor who I believe came into Pete, the pre-release center yeah. and you heard his story, nothing like you had never been, no. you know, had had any no. of the trouble you had had no. necessarily. Why was it that he was able to, you know, gain your confidence? Well, I mean, he was obviously, you know, at that point he was talking to me, he had done eight, eight nine. So he was in a kind of a, you know, I mean, he was, he was armed with the facts. Yeah. And I like uh, that. I was, I was looking at that as the first thing. Yeah. You got to be properly armed with the facts, right? <laughs> because in the reason that is, it's, and it's not like I'm saying that if you're new, you can't help people because you can't, you sure. know what I mean? But as someone that has done eight and nine, there's a, there's a feeling about alcoholics and there's a sureness about it. There's a confidence about it that I'm not, there's no, I'm not, there's no question anymore yep. about it. And that comes across, you know, to people and it, it's not a cockiness or, or anything like that. It's just a, a quiet confidence mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. yeah, things were really fucked up, but now they're not. And I do a few simple things and my life is really different. You know, not that it's great. It's just different. And yeah. I'm not drinking. I don't find it necessary to take a drink. And like, that's what I latched on to. And my, sp my sponsor's story is kind of weird. I mean, he says he was locked up with Tupac, <laughs> swallowed <laughs> needles and stuff like that. I'm like, snorted birth control. Snorted birth control. And I'm like, oh, all right, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But what, what stood out to me is that he, he was really excited about this life of sobriety. Yeah. And I wanted to, I knew if I didn't get excited about sobriety, I wasn't going to stay mm -hmm. because I love excitement. I love a good party. Yeah. I want to be around people. I love the sort of social aspect of AA and especially when I was new. That's why so. having a good home group, having yeah. a tight, having a place where somebody can come and walk into and feel like, Hey, this is, there's something going on here. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I got my first meeting was there were a couple of local meetings that were, there weren't that great. And, and when I went to the first meeting with my sponsor, I mean, I, it was like standing room only. I, yeah. I had never been to a meeting where people were lining the walls and it flowing out the door. I mean, it was so, it was like, it was like some of the bars and clubs I went to. I mean, I was like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah, this is where <laughs> I, line? this is sobriety I need to be in. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, this is where yeah. I want to be, you know? Yeah. And I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. I saw that and I was like, maybe I can do this, yeah. you know? And for me, that was huge. And, uh, you know, not that there's not more work to do, but, to have that kind of experience right out of the gate, like you had, is is pretty remarkable. You know, I feel lucky because, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I think there are some meetings where it's still like that, but sort of a golden era that may never see the light of day again. You know? Yeah. So. In the last sentence here, it says, "Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished." No. Which I think, no. for us as alcoholics, I know for me, I. Prior to coming to AA and, and, and finding people I related to, I, I just, there, nobody could tell me anything. Yeah. You could, t you could, my mother could be crying on the floor of the house with her hands up, begging me not to leave yeah. again. You know, my dad could tell me that he could not 
frothy, take, emotional, whatever. Feel. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, the lawyers could tell me that I was going to end up in prison or the doctors could tell me I was going to be dead and it did not matter. Yeah. I need to buy into something bigger. Yeah. I'm sure Rachel, you had a lot of that too, probably. Oh yeah. I mean, when, when you drink the way that I drank, um, people tell you to stop drinking, you know, <laughs> people are like, don't do that anymore. What's wrong. Everyone's with you? telling right, you, you know, yeah. but it's like, there's something about knowing that this person suffers from what I suffer from, even though I don't know what I suffer from. Right. right? Like I couldn't have told you I had alcoholism, mm -hmm. you know, but the way, um, active members of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, described what it was like, what happened and what they were like now, even if I hated the person, mm -hmm. I thought they were condescending and annoying. You know, it was something about that, that, yeah. that I could, I could trust that. And I think that's the other thing too, is like when I was new, I mean, people would say, go to a meeting. Yeah. And I trusted them. I was like, okay, like if I don't think I'm going to drink at a meeting, I know it happens, but like, I knew that I had better odds of not living the way that I had been if I went to a meeting, if I worked the steps, if I got a sponsor, you know, yeah. and there's just something, there's something about that. I mean, I actually, a couple of, a couple of years ago when I got some outside help for some things and they were like, you should probably be on a lot of medication. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I probably should, man, but I can't take it responsibly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I have alcoholism, yeah. you know, and it's important for me to know what it is that I suffer from, which yeah. doesn't mean you can't take medication, but it means for me, right? For me, there are certain things that I, I can't do, but I need to be armed with like why I am that way. Yeah. What, what runs me? I was thinking just, you know, today it's like, what, what is it? How, how do we as sober members of alcoholics now that we've been around a while, how, what is our responsibility like in, in trying to help somebody who comes in the door. And I, I don't know. I think when I was newer in particular, I was always, I was so concerned that I wasn't going to say the right thing. I was so concerned that I needed to <laughs> tell that I needed to have all the answer for somebody or that I needed to be able to tell them exactly what they should do. And you said it earlier, it says here, the facts about himself. That's all I need. It's not, yeah. it doesn't say I need anything else. It says, it says, but the ex-prom drinker who has found the solution who's properly armed with the facts about himself. It doesn't say I need to have all the knowledge about the program even. No, it's and I think, I think that, so I sponsor people range from 18 years to all the way to two months. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. and I got a lot of guys under a year and it's like, you, you ha I, I find that if I am transparent about my sobriety and my defects, and yeah. like I, I'm, we're, hey man, we're, we're all in this together, dude. I mean, I'm as alcoholic as you are. Yeah. I mean, I'm no better or no worse. I, anything I ask you to do, I, I'm doing too, yeah. you know? And I think that like, you know, to have that sort of um, sureness about the solution, I think is really, um, it, it comes off. You don't really have to say much, yeah. you know? You just have to move your feet and say, just come with me, man, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I really do you, John, I'm someone, I thought I was in the business of saving lives. That's what I thought. <laughs> you th that, you thought they I were thought. living and dying oh, by what yeah. you said and did. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, and I crashed and I burned with that. Right. And I learned that that's not effective. What did that like? What, what kind of, when did you maybe see that that was not working? Um, 
I mean, I think when enough people switch sponsors from you, <laughs> at some point, I mean, my ego is deflated enough yeah, yeah. that I looked at it. Yeah. I looked at it. Yeah. I mean, know? I've had sponsees die. Yeah. Mm. And gone to funerals and I, you know, mm-hmm. you can't take that on. Yeah. And, and like, that's the other thing too. I, I think it's just with experience, right? Like with yeah. experience, just like, you know, things in my life have changed the way that I try to help people or be useful looks, looks yeah. different, you know, and where I live now, there's not a crazy fellowship where there's tons of stuff going on and kind of distractions and things that we can lean on. I mean, it is God, the steps and service, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's so, so many treatment centers, so many shelters, so many jails. And, um, I've really learned, like, I just go in there and share my experience. I talk about alcoholism, yeah. you know, I talk about it and I talk about how the steps have completely changed me, but that, have to live it you know i can't just talk about it i gotta Mm -hmm. actually actually do it yeah yeah all right let's move on to the next part of the show we call this the newcomer tip of the week i like this one too all right there's our there's our She's not sober prom, she's prom a drunk. queen. I don't know that's who what she I used is. to look yeah. like. That's she's, how that's, I was. It's a good one. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Actually. She looks like she's ready to ask some sort of question or do something. Or, it's like the jumping off. Yeah. Is, is that bottle taped to her hand? I don't no, think so. No. It, it looks like champagne, is. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's fancy. Man. It's fancy. All right. So here's our tip this week that, that uh, we will discuss. Others say I'm not an alcoholic family, husband, and friends, but my drinking seems to be getting worse. Should I join AA? And I like this one because I've talked with many people over the years who have said, my family doesn't think I need to be here. And that's a, for me, that was a tough one. When I got sober, my father, and I was somebody who stole from my family, destroyed cars. I mean, you name it, I did it. And shortly after I got sober, my father was like, can't wait till we can have a beer again, son. And I was just thinking, I was like, And I just stole all the money out of your wallet and wrecked your car. And and what are you talking about? So what do, you know, for the newcomer out there who, who may be wondering this question, there are people who are saying I'm not alcoholic and my family in particular, who I trust or who I love, are they, should they join AA? Are you asking me? I'm asking both of you. All right. I'll, I'll shoot first. So. This is a good one. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of ambiguity. I mean, obviously, if you're not in AA and you're, like, not around other people that have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, Mm -hmm. you're going to get all kinds of, you know, fake news. I mean, let's just call it what it is. You know what I mean? You see it. Not that therapy's bad or anything like that, but it's not an answer for alcoholism, you know? and. The best way to figure out whether or not you're an alcoholic is to come to a couple of AA meetings. Mm -hmm. There's no pressure. They're open. Mm-hmm. You don't have to participate. You can just listen. You can get some literature online now. You could take the 12, what is it, 12 questions? Is mm-hmm. it, there's questions, yeah. There's questions, you know. I mean, so there's a lot of ways that you could probably vet vet this. You know, or you could just try to not drink for a year mm-hmm. and see how nice you are to people around you. <laughs> you know, see how long, if you could not drink for a year and not be a total fucking asshole, yeah. you're probably not an alcoholic. You know, I mean, I got to say, yeah. what, what? Maybe. There's edge cases, but yeah, generally speaking. Gabe, Gabe's chiming in. <laughs> what do you got, Gabe? My, what do you my got? Gabe, Gabe, Gabe did you have anybody like this in a your family or, or around you who were saying, what are you doing going to AA? No, they were, well, actually, no, yeah, my, some of my cousins and extended family, but my parents were like, no. Yeah. Yeah, they knew. Yeah. 
we tend to latch on to that one person too, though. Yeah. You know, like my that, youngest brother, my third cousin Richard, like, in this <laughs> day. Chill, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's probably he's probably an alcoholic too. That's my, bro- <laughs> my brother's like uh, like like note that he wrote to me in rehab is like. I don't know, man. Like, you've always been chill with me. So, like, it's <laughs> like, bro, so I don't really know. We're good, Dude, bro. the only people I was I around was people, like, we were, like, you know, smoking meth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, six in the morning. And my buddy was like, dude, you're fine, man. You know? <laughs> He's like, dude, you're, you're, you're fine, Don't even worry, man. Don't even worry about it. You're all right, dude. Just, you know, let's just load it up. Fire it up. Come on, man. <laughs> How about you, Rachel? Yeah, I mean, actually, not personal experience. I mean, I think, you know, for me, when when I was getting <coughs> sober, my parents were just like, whatever works, man, mm-hmm. whatever works. But, like, I have encountered people who, who do have this question, right, where, they're, where they don't know if they're alcoholic or not or they have family members or whoever telling them that they don't think that they're alcoholic. And I always tell people, I'm like, you're the one that decides if you're alcoholic or not. I, like, yeah. I can't tell you. No one else can tell you, yep. you know? And so if you're down to come to a meeting, let's go to some meetings, you know, or I'll like, I'll say, you know, like, do you want to read the doctor's opinion and see, right? Yeah. And and then I think like once that door is open and we're talking about their drinking, right? We try to identify, do you have the obsession of the mind? Do you have the phenomenon of craving? Can you, can you stop on your own? There was actually a girl I sponsored for three years. Three years I sponsored her. She came to me. She was like, I actually don't know if I'm alcoholic. I said, okay, man, you can stay and hang out or you can try to go be sober and, and not attend meetings and see how that works. And she did that. And she's actually maybe not alcoholic. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it happens. Right? So yeah, they're out there. It's, it's, it's it, sort of like, I'm like, this is what I suffer from. If you identify, yeah, come right. along for the ride. But what other people think, I mean, it's none of my business, but I can see how that would influence or cause confusion. So it sounds like if you're new and you're out there and you're wondering about this, the, the truth is, and Rachel, you just said it, that nobody else can decide if you're an alcoholic. And Chris said, if you're interested, come at, come check it out. Yeah, It's free. It's like you said, there's open meetings. You don't even have to have a desire to stop drinking to come to an open meeting about yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous. I mean, talk to someone who's in Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. If you're, I mean, if I want to become a pilot, I... Go talk to pilots. I mean, I don't go talk to my sponsor. Do you want to be a pilot? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm just terrified. For I don't know. You wouldn't be kidding me. Never know. It's man. as bad as those little carnivals that pop up in like parking lots. I love those. I love Some those. dude like smoking weed. Like, yeah, come on, get in. Press the button. Yeah. Yeah, did you don't put this thing together? Probably forgot no. like 10 screws. It's not even bolted down. It's not even bolted right, shaking. down. Shaking. I can't even go to the county fair anymore. No, man. hell All no, right. dude. Let's move on. <laughs> we've got we've got a cool sketch here for you. It's one of my favorites. We got sober or not celebrities in and out of recovery. <laughs> this so for those of you who are familiar, this is one of my faves. We're gonna list. I'm going to list off. By the way, this is one of the things that, that someone people, was yelling know, about. The and, fucking well, traditions. Well, look, 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 this just to as a disclaimer, all of the information here is online and is people being interviewed by publications yeah. who have they've they've talked about it. And by the way, we're not saying people are in AA here. We're just saying that are they're they sober. sober yeah. So make that make that what you want. Some of them openly say they're in Alcoholics Anonymous. That's yeah. fine. Well, they're if, public figures. So yeah, it's we're whatever. not. This is, you know. So either way, 
We've got some good ones on this list. They're probably not the easiest. Pull out your pens. Chris, here's a pen. I already took one. Uh, so the way this goes is whoever gets the most <laughs> Another right, test. We are giving away awesome. tonight. We, By the way, the gifts, the products from last week's episode of Did they show Found up? It Online, they showed up. We got the sober AF That's not hat. what we're giving away. We're not giving away the hat. Just but the I, lip balm. We're not giving away the lip balm tonight. We're giving away one of the chips. Your Ooh. ass needs a meeting the chip. donkey chip. That you can give. The weird butt. To maybe a sponsor or a friend who needs a meeting. Last time, Rachel, we gave out lip balm that was only used once. Nice. <laughs> nice. We have That's a bunch of the lip balms. One of our, our audience, studio audience guest asked if she could have one. And lightly I, used. I mm, lightly used. I like that. You, you don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Gabe, some, Gabe sometimes comes in with some chap lips. And all around. It's got to get sorted, you know? A little Buffalo Bill style. All right, all right. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to our first. Oh, my Our God. first. Sober or not, put him up here. Ooh. Oh, look at that plastic surgery. Zach so Efron. Bad. <laughs> so plastic bad. Look at all that. I, no, I didn't know who this was. You didn't know who that. That's even. No. That's even better. There's somebody on here who I was not as sure as who there. Okay, so Zach Efron, is he sober or not? I have no idea. All right. Well, you gotta get. You gotta. You know the best part about most of our games? You got a 50-50 shot. We keep it simple in AA. All right. Our studio audience guests, you can play along too if you want. Keep them in, keep them in your head. Chris, we should start putting money on this, dude. Zach, battle it out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Do you want to put money on this? Uh, Ten bucks. All right. Wow. This friendly deal. All right. Friendly friendly. little little friendly one. Okay. Number two. Matthew Perry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God! I mean, you know. Look, look. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. (laughs) That is not the most flattering picture of Matthew <laughs> Perry, but Hold I've on. seen some other more recent pictures where he does look. Hold he looks, on, sorry. Hold on. None of these <laughs> you other put people. That up there. None of these other people. I couldn't really find any bad pictures. I actually of like this because he's he's being real. He's keeping he's it real. real, dude. Matthew Perry. He's that's how it. I look on a Sunday that's morning after my when you have Chandler Bing, dude. It's freaking Chandler Bing, bro. Yeah, yeah. respect on his I mean, name. Come on, man. Yo, I respect I'm not hating. Yo, I respect <laughs> Matthew Perry. I'm just saying. I relate to that. I relate to that. I respect it, Matthew Perry. We love you. All right. Yeah. Number three. Well, I don't know if he's sober. Sober or not, write it down. I'm just guessing. Major I'm, guessing over I'm here. Guessing. That's fine. Yeah. You got a 50-50 chance. Number three, Bella Hadid. <sighs> These are hard, John. First of all, model. I couldn't buy it, find a single fucked up picture of her. Well, she's a model. Right. She's an like, she's American. She's paid to look Yeah, she's like a perfect. super, she's a famous model. Yeah. I did not really know that. Didn't she like date somebody famous? That's the only reason well, I heard of her. you might be thinking of her sister. But I always try Gigi. to find one that's a little, that's a little she suspect. Uh, she Don't tell me, DiCaprio. Bella Hadid dated DiCaprio. Oh, oh, she did. I'm pretty sure. One, it was either no, DiCaprio was or Pete the... Davidson. Those guys, like oh, they Pete like. Well, Pete gets everybody. Around. Dude. Just, he's everybody. the scrunchiest dude. That just. <laughs> By the way, I changed my Matthew Perry. All right, that's it. fine. That's fine. I'm just staying strong. All right, number four. It. Let's go. Let's go. Lucy Hale. Who is that? Oh, is that from Lucy like, Hale's uh, from Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars. Right? Yes. She's an actor. She's an actor, famous actor. Never she was the one who I had n- not really heard of, but she's famous. So Lucy Hale, no idea. sober or not, you clearly don't know your celebrities very well. This isn't boding well for everybody. Yeah. I know who this is. I don't know if she's drinking, though. Everybody knows the fifth one. Let's go to last but not least, Blake Lively, the wife yeah. of Ryan Reynolds. She looks like she could famous. Put down a drink or something. My favorite role, Blake Lively role, was 
Is that Taylor? That is. Oh, is Taylor. that from the game? T- they were I love T-Swift. it. I love that they're they're hanging at the game together. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, all right, so Blake Lively was in the town. The town, yeah. Oh, what a, that was so, so good. Yeah, yeah. So that's how I was right. in my drinking. As her character, You're, that's how I was. You were her from the hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's great. It's actually really good. Should use that. Oh, I don't know. I feel like these are wrong. It's 50-50. I know. All right, let's bring it back. So so everybody got their answers? Let's start with number one, Zach Efron. And I'm going to start with you, Gabe. Sober or not? I put yes. Sober? Chris? Sober. I put not. You put not sober. If you guessed that he was sober... You're correct. Ooh. Zac Efron Ooh. managed to stop drinking in 2013, followed by a brief stay in rehab. In 2016, he mentioned how his newfound sobriety had supported him in finding structure in life. It allowed Zach to change his monotonous routine and instantly and dramatically made him realize how he viewed himself. Realizing that he had not been himself, he decided to get up and do something. Interesting story. Only a few weeks before the movie. Do you remember the movie Neighbors with Seth Rogen? Yeah, yeah. Where, yeah that was a fun <laughs> yeah. movie. Great movie. Came out in the movie theater. Zach Efron faced a frightening incident after he and a friend ran out of gas during a late night food run around Los Angeles. The two fought with a homeless man on the side of the 110. What the fuck? The what man was armed with a knife and hit Efron in the face. Fortunately, police intervened. The most terrifying moment of my life. He said it was a turning point. He began focusing on fitness and well-being and joining Alcoholics Anonymous. He says this himself. I wasn't really being myself. A lot of my hobbies had gone out the window. But by getting sober, I found structure. So there you go. I'm looking forward to that new movie they got coming out with the with the Hulu Bear guy. Oh, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know about that. I don't know about two wrestlers. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, it looks good. All right. Matthew Perry. Oh, Chris, what are you thinking? Sober, hopefully. Gotcha. <laughs> I put not sober. Not sober. God, I put hopefully. Least. Yeah, I know. I know he's had a bad. Past. If you had guessed he was sober, you would be correct. Ooh. I'm not winning tonight. After multiple health crises and Dude. 14 surgeries at the time of writing his memoir today, Matthew Perry is sober. He claims he quit oh, alcohol God. and opiates because he got to a point where he needed too many drinks or pills to feel anything. Yeah. The fear of living with a colostomy bag forever and the fear of dying before learning how to love also helped him quit. However, despite being sober, he argues that addiction is a patient disease. It can wait for the right time to resurface. He believes he can only beat it with the support of his loved ones, fighting it one day at a time. He also thinks if he loses it again, he would likely die. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. Relatable content. Right. you, Perry. Number three, Bella. Bella Hadid, American model. What are we thinking, Rachel? I put not sober, Not man. sober, game. Not sober. Oh. I put not sober. Not sober, Chris? Not sober. These guys are on it tonight, and you got it, Rachel. Finally, got one. Finally, finally, Bella Hadid, not sober. Here we go. I have done my fair share of drinking. I love alcohol. Back to back, right and here. it got to the oh, point tense, dude, where even tense. I started to, you know, cancel nights out that I felt I wouldn't be able to control myself. The model told InStyle in January of 22, the publication noted that she's mostly cut out alcohol since mid 2021. There's just this never-ending effect of essentially, you know, pain and stress over those few drinks that I didn't really know, that didn't really do much, you know? So she's cut out a lot, but she's not sober. She ain't sober. She's uh, like, what's her name? Will Smith's wife, Jada. Which you said she was sober and she... (laughs) Red flag. Let's not go back. Let's not run that She drinks a glass of wine every now and then. Not sober. Number four, number four, Chris, Lucy Hale. What are you going to say? Not sober. I said sober. Gabe. I said sober thinking that why else would you put this person on the list? 
Chris, I'm sorry, man. You're oh, down one. In February of 2023, the actor actress announced she had been sober for over a year. Bear with me. This is an alternative Valentine's Day post. She says, this is a post about self-love and about the greatest thing I've ever done. On January 2nd, 2023, I celebrated one year of sobriety. While this journey has been mostly private, I felt compelled tonight to let anyone know who is struggling know that you are not alone. So, wait, 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 wait. When was that? Richie? January oh, 2nd, Chris. 2023. Was her year. Was her year. So she's coming up on two. Chris. Hopefully. She's still sober. Chris. That's what I wanted to uh, know. Chris. Hey. hey I hope so. On, All right. Fi- last but not least again, Blake Lively. Rachel. Not sober. Gabe. Not sober. Chris. I put sober. Ooh. Well, now we have a clear winner because oh, Blake Lively is yeah. not sober. Hold on a second, though. Hers was a funny one, and I want to read it. It says, I don't drink because I don't like the effects of alcohol, but I like being a part of it. She told People Magazine as her Daily Mail. She further said, I like being social, and I think this is interesting for people who are sober. I like people coming together. I found that sometimes not drinking, the thing that was interesting <laughs> was that you felt a little alienating because you don't feel maybe, because you don't feel, and maybe it's just in your own head, but you don't feel like you're really a part of it. Mm. However, when it came to creating something interesting for herself, Blake discovered she had to do much more heavy lifting. Here we go, this is the part. She said she doesn't drink, but then she says this. The actress loves to add a few drops of booze to her beverage when she is teeing. It gives it flavor. But I'm not going to give it a sort of experience. I'll give it a flavor experience, but not much alcohol. So she said she doesn't drink, but she adds some alcohol to her tea for flavor. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not sober. She's not sober. You said she was sober. Oh, I said she was sober. Okay. So the point is, is I would have lost anyway. If you're sober, you the other one right. If you're sober, you can't throw, can't throw alcohol in your tea. No. 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 Mm-mm. We got a clear cut winner, Gabe. Yeah, I was about to Venmo him. <laughs> yeah. Gabe, congratulations. I like Thank this. So I like. Do you know what? I could feel the intensity of it. It was intense. Rachel, you were just you were. You were awesome. Excellent. Yeah. You did an amazing job. We could have, we could have talked for hours yeah. with you. You really uh, you're a great friend, a great member of. Thanks a. for logging on every week. Yeah, it helps us. And I'll tell you what, West Virginia folks, you're lucky to have her up there. Oh, 100. So, That's true. Yeah, it's a true statement. Thanks, guys. Thanks, and we'll be back. We got a great great guest next week, friend of ours. Yep. Stay tuned, and and thank you for checking us out on Zoom. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you.